All right, good all of the things, whatever time of day you're listening to this. Hello. Hello. And welcome. And thank you. And I'm so super thankful and so completely humbled by everybody's kind words and support for all of these Bible studies and just... I'm so glad that people are getting things out of them Mm -hmm. and eyes are being pointed towards Christ and lives are being turned around by it, by nothing of our own doing. I'm just so blessed to be able to be used by God for his good works. Um, It just, it's completely humbling. So whenever we get these messages and everything, it's just, Oh, I love it. Blow our minds. Yes, it is so <laughs> amazing. So a big thank you for that. Um, and we just on even on the worst day, it still makes our our hearts smile. Uh, just just thinking of all of the work that he's doing mm-hmm. in the body and all of the people that he is drawn towards us are i mean just incredible um i love each and every one of you that we've been able to get to know um that has grown through us that has grown with us and like i said it's just it's very very humbling and we are so incredibly thankful and blessed we are very very rich in in many ways so we are thankful. So with that, we are in John chapter nine today. But before we start, go ahead and take a minute to pray. And then, of course, if there's anything at all that we can do for you, and we mean that like incredibly literally anything at all that we can do, mm-hmm. prayer, counsel, help, somebody to talk to, questions you have, something you need, you are in need of whatever it is, please do not hesitate to reach out to us. Go to APHomeChurch.com and pretty much all the things you could ever possibly want to know about us are pretty much posted online for anybody to find (sighs) and get a hold of these days. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty open and out there and it's, yeah, it's kind of uncomfortable sometimes. It's like really (laughs) weird. I know. But, uh, people that all there because that's our life now. So, so I guess if that's anybody's, if anybody wants security and coming to us, know that our whole lives exist on the internet, <laughs> thanks that's to Heidi. True. Sorry. In in case you don't, Sorry, and you're new here, this mm-hmm. is that's totally not like me because that's Brandon not didn't want to do all. any of this. Yeah, and thanks to Heidi, everything is everywhere now, and it really is. Yep! Yay! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> my personal business being on blast for the entire world. To judge at their own accord. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get it started. Are you ready? Yep. John 9. All right. John 9, this chapter a lot, is another one that I get a ton of questions on. Because this, my my suffering related to something I did or something that, something that happened, you know, in my parents did or something like that why it's like I why am i is it just generational curse is still a thing it's like nope jesus explains this perfectly here we know that yes some suffering is a result of sin 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes God is could be punishing sin in somebody's life through suffering. Sure. And that's a possibility, but that's not something that we can put our, our finger on. And, and that's we have no business making that judgment. On other people. On other people. We can all. assess ourselves. <laughs> we can assess ourselves, but for us to go to another person that's suffering and 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 point yeah. our finger for this the reason why they're suffering, that is, I mean, it couldn't be further from from what we need to do. Yes. With that, verse one. As Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him. Why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so the power of God could be seen in him. Okay, so it was, he was born blind. It was nothing that he did no reason that life dealt him that hand some type but as jesus answered it was so the power of god could be seen in him sometimes through our suffering sometimes through our disabilities the glory of god can be seen in that so i can think of one person specifically that I always end up referring to and that dear sister knows who she is I won't call her out by name but she knows who she is because I know she suffers more than any human being should have to put up with Uh, but I see the glory of God every time I hear of her faith every time she contacts us. us Yeah, I've, I've, yes, you have been an encouragement to us. The glory of God has been sent, been seen through your suffering. I am floored it, and and I know that you don't feel strong, and I know that you're weak, and I know you feel like you're gonna crack and you're gonna break and you're not gonna make it, and that's how you feel. But still, the glory of God is being shown in you, and I don't know when. And I don't know how, and I don't know what God's plan is, but I know it will it will go better for you, and things will change. I don't know when, I don't know how, I don't know if that's here in this world or, or in, the, in the promise to the next, but I know that, that it will be okay. So... Anyway, that's that's what Jesus is saying here. He's he's not he's this isn't anything that that we did necessarily. So, continuing on in verse 4, we must quickly carry out the tasks assigned to us by the one who sent us. The night is coming and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. The um the night is coming and then no one can work would be his crucifixion and death. And then verse 6. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told them. He told him, go wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means scent. 
So the man went and washed, and he came back seeing. Okay, this was done on the Sabbath. This was on set, which we'll, we'll continue on here. But what Jesus did here with making the mud in the saliva broke one of the 39 Jewish traditions, that would be man's tradition, of classification of work on the Sabbath. 39 points of things that you can't do on the Sabbath. Well, I mean, and making mud is one of them. This this violated man's yeah. law. Well, and I think it's funny when you look at this because for us, like I know when we read this with the kids, they were like, ew, Jesus, that's gross, you know. But saliva has many healing properties within it. And if you look back throughout, you know, like homeopathic, you know, remedies or whatever throughout the ancient times, um, saliva is used for many different things. Sure. So this isn't like Jesus is just a weirdo yeah, over no, here, like doing some really obscure thing. It isn't, okay? This is uh, something that if anybody is into homeopathic remedies and things like that, you learn a lot about saliva, the healing properties that are in well, it and all these different things. So and then... You have to understand something about this point, though, too, mm -hmm. is this is so deep. Like, you have nobody has ever, even in the Old Testament, had ever been healed from being blind. Yes. This had never happened. No. So, it's not like now modern medicine where you go and you have eye surgery right, or something like that. Right. And then you have the creator of the world mm -hmm. who out of dust we come yes picking up the dust of the earth spitting on it make i mean there's just so much well and the fact that here. he didn't even need to do that no he didn't but it, it's just but so demonstrative yeah. of his divine authority mm -hmm. and his just who he is mm -hmm. i mean just his divinity i guess is, yeah. is the perfect way to say it is just the perfect express and... expression of who mm -hmm. he is by this act that he did yep so that's it's a very very big big act and extremely offensive to the Pharisees, which will... Well, well, just and, I mean, look at the state of Israel today, right? You go right. on Sabbath, elevators automatically oh, yeah. stop on automatically, every floor, yeah. so you don't push the button. Yep. They keep, they turn the lights on because it starts Friday night. They turn their lights on. Really right. Orthodox Jews, observing Jews, will turn the lights on, and they leave them on until right. the next day because flipping the switch... It's too, you know what I mean? Like, you think of you those things. You can see where these came from. Yeah, and you're like, exactly. I'm kind of surprised there was only 39 points, to be honest. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Well, th well, that was just a classification of of work yeah. on the Sabbath. Yeah. So they, they figured it was 39 points of just that one classification. <laughs> so that was, I mean, and that was just one division. So, mm. whew. Yeah, Let's anyway. see. He, uh, where did I stop off? I think we stopped off on. You're on eight. Eight. I wonder if people yell at me and they're like, "You're on eight. Probably. I think I can think of do. a few of you specifically. I know. <laughs> Morgan's like, over oh. here at their counter, like verse eight, like, Brandon. It's like broken. All right. He verse tries, eight. you guys. He does try. 
his neighbors and other new his neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, "Isn't this the man who used to sit and beg?" Someone said he was. Someone said he was, and others said, "No, he just looks like him." <laughs> but the beggar keeps saying, "Yes, I am the same one." Okay, but that shows how huge this whole miracle is that people who have seen yo dude sitting on the side of the road begging, you know, you've seen him. He's there all the time. We know people in our own neighborhoods and towns, right, that are always there. You always yeah, they're see like, them. Is and that like, the same guy? It must just look like him. It can't be him. Like, that's how out of this world it is that somebody who has been a blind beggar is seeing and cruising around like that he didn't just have this amazing surgery like christ literally restored his sight yeah yeah exactly all right so i this isn't my fault what oh you don't know where we are yeah i think i'm on 10 (laughs) yes i'm the same one good job i'm so proud of you all right 10 they asked who healed you what happened he told them the man they called jesus made mud and spread it over my eyes and he told me Go to the pool of Siloam and wash yourself. So I went and washed, and now I can see. Where is he now, they asked. I don't know, he replied. Then they took the man who had been born blind to the Pharisees, because it was on Sabbath that Jesus had made the mud and healed him. The Pharisees asked the man all about it. So he told them, he put mud over my eyes, and when I washed it away, I could see. You're like, no, tell it to me again. They're like, wait a minute. What did he do? He's like, I told you already. I was blind. Then he made some mud, put it on my eyes, and now I can see. (laughs) But they're like, he did this on Sabbath? Yeah, this whole story, and that's what you got out of it. And he didn't break any law here. Yeah. Jesus did not break any law. It's heretical to say that he broke any law. He didn't. Matter of fact, we talked about this in the apostasy series. Stephen Furtick has gone out and clearly stated that Jesus broke laws. Mm -mm. No, he did not. Nope. This is a perfect example. This is not a law. What he did was man's law. This was Jewish tradition. This was not God's law. (laughs) It wasn't like the point of saying, wait, you mean... God is God is cool with healing on the Sabbath. And Jesus, I am the Sabbath. So it's, it's cool. Some of the Pharisees said, This man Jesus is not from God, for he is working on the Sabbath. Others said, But how could an ordinary sinner do such miraculous signs? So there was a deep division of opinion among them, as there always is with Judaism. And Christianity. It doesn't, I guess we shouldn't be pointing them out. Verse 17. Then the Pharisees again questioned the man who had been blind and demanded, What's your opinion about the man who healed you? The man replied, I think he must be a prophet. The Jewish leader still refused to believe the man had been born blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. They asked him, Is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? His parents replied, We know this is our son, and we know that he was born blind. But we don't know how he could see or who healed him. Asked him. (laughs) He's old enough to speak for himself. Which doesn't that kind of lead to the point in us thinking that this guy was probably a younger guy? Yeah. And that's why the parents were brought in and stuff like that. Yeah, that's probably why. 
parents were running like okay he's old enough to speak for himself why are you asking me it's what he said i don't know you don't think we're surprised that our blind son is but i love it they're like wait a minute wait no okay get your mom and dad here we Mm -hmm. don't believe you were blind yeah like how far do you want to reject him this much yeah as far as they can (laughs) as far as you can verse 22 his parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. That's why they said, he's old enough, ask him. So for the second time, they called the man who had been blind and told him, God should get glory for this because we know this man Jesus is a sinner. Yeesh. I don't know whether he's a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind and now I can see. But what did he do, they asked. How did he heal you? <laughs> Look, the man exclaimed. I told you once. Didn't you listen? Why don't you? Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? Then they cursed him and said, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know God spoke to Moses, but we don't even know where this man comes from. That's kind of ironic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We know that God spoke to Moses, but we have no idea where this guy comes from. He just... He, I'm not blind anymore. Like Yet, that's rather amazing, right? How? We can all agree. What lengths that we will go to... To, to deny yeah, Christ. Yeah, to blind of yeah, what's right in front of us. Yeah, to just right in front of our face. Which it's is funny, un- which Jesus will go into here is Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But we've all, like, I think we can look at the story and we laugh like, oh my gosh, why don't they get it? He keeps saying it over and over and over again. But how many times in our own lives yep. has God How many times have we done right this very same thing? in front of us thing. and we're like, well, I just don't know. I just yeah. don't know. Is he real? Can I trust him? What do I do? And it's like, oh my gosh. And then when your eyes are open, like I know you and I do this, we'll think back of places we've been at, you know, in our life. Sure. And we're just like, oh my goodness, it's God, how are you so patient? Because yeah. I would have slapped me upside the head. Like it was right in Get front of my eyes. frustrated at yourself. Yeah. yeah. All right. Verse 30. Well, that's very strange. The man replied, he healed my eyes and yet you don't know where he comes from. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. You were born a total sinner, they answered. Are you trying to teach us? And then they threw him out of the synagogue. He goes into a little bit of like awesome preaching right there, doesn't he? Yeah. I love that. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but he's ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Ever since the world began, no one has been able to open the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he couldn't have done it. Because so much with God, with following Christ, is such a simplistic of belief yeah you know what i mean yeah Yeah, and we just twist it into this like crazy twisted confusing you know all of this stuff but it's like when you get down to the core of it so simplistic and i okay so i ended on 34 and they threw him out of the synagogue and here you go i love it and this is where here comes jesus after this interaction of just complete unbelief and going back you know back and forth of trying to 
shown the simplicity of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, guess what? I'm here. So 35. When Jesus heard what had happened, he found the man and asked, do you believe in the Son of Man? The man answered, who is he, sir? I want to believe in him. You have seen him, Jesus said, and he is speaking to you. Yes, Lord, I believe the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Let me stop right there before I continue on and point out the importance of verse 38. Yes, Lord, I believe the man said, and he worshiped Jesus. In the next verse, then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. Notice that Jesus did not say, get up and don't worship me. I'm not God. Mm. Notice he does not say that. Notice what he says. I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show you who I am. That's what he says. So that's extremely important. I know we have a lot of lit- listeners that are recovering uh, Jehovah Witnesses even and, mm-hmm. and a bunch of things Catholics. like that. And that is is a very important verse that they do not understand that is extremely important. didn't say, you know, notice that anybody that fell down and worshipped somebody in the Old Testament, no, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Not Unless it was the... Well, we see the case of that as, as Travis and I talked about. We see that as the angel of the Lord when yep. they worship, they fell down. And he didn't say, hey, stop doing that. That That is just of utmost importance of who Christ is. All right, verse 40. Some Pharisees here. who were standing nearby heard him and asked, are you saying we're blind? If you're if you were blind you wouldn't be guilty Jesus replied but you remain guilty because you claim you can see oof that's a pretty searing statement that's a, another very very serious statement if you were blind you wouldn't be guilty you're not you know better and this isn't <laughs> the only place we see this we see this right. multiple times where it is said it almost would be better to be an unbeliever than to be someone who has been told the truth, who has scripture, who claims to know these things, and yet is living in opposition to God's word. And that's why it's so big when we look at all of these heretic hour and the apostasy in the Christian yeah. Church of America today and all of these different things, because that's where the problem is. You claim to know the truth. You claim to be in God's word. You claim to be a follower of Christ and all of these things, and you don't. Yeah, that's very true. And, man, that is just, it's such a deep chapter in so many different ways. And mm-hmm. and, and you can go, you can read lots of things, and there's lots of truths in that in that chapter as in every chapter of this but to John think of that, that we've are done. you spiritually blind yeah but being blind was right in front of you in mm-hmm. the simplicity of it not I being mean, able was, to see the forest through the trees exactly and you know we just 
uh, I think this will this will come along out along with the uh, MacArthur podcast. Same right? day, actually. Oh, I moved some sweet. stuff around. Okay. So go listen to our podcast yeah. that's coming out today if you haven't already. Um, oh, Call please. to Reform the Church. Yes, because this will be another. Please go listen because this will be another great biblical example of what. Mm-hmm. We were speaking about in the in that podcast. What? So it's not just you typically. making up crazy it's things? It's not just me making based. up crazy things. <laughs> it's not me saying these things. Well, it's not me trying to stand that. on my own righteousness because I don't have any. <laughs> None of us do. So, all right, everybody. Th- again, thank you so much. Um, believe me, some days your kind words keep me going. And I'm going to throw him out there again because apparently I don't do that enough. Um cough cough if there is something that is bothering you your husband your family that you're struggling with and you just sometimes you just need an ear you just need somebody to talk to somebody that you know is going to take what you have to say and weigh it with biblical truth um and sometimes you guys let's be honest sometimes it's nice to talk to a stranger on the internet because we feel a sense of of safety and privacy in that way, but you do, you know what I mean? Sometimes you're going through really tough stuff that you just don't want to talk to anyone that's involved in the situation or knows the people. It's much easier to send a message. Yeah. To a total stranger. (laughs) In in a completely safe manner. And like I said, Mm -hmm. our transparency is our life is out there on the internet and that's literally put us into a fishbowl. That's extremely (laughs) embarrassing and vulnerable for me. And I hate being embarrassed and vulnerable. That's like, my, I mean, those are his triggers. I guess I praise up. God for for putting me in the position where I just have to deal with it and get over it, and yeah. I'm fine with it. Because believe me, this is that is probably you know if you if you made a list of things, it would be utter torture for me as a person. Those it would be, be number one and number two, <laughs> number one and number two, and you know probably things that would exist in my personal hell. Yeah. So. Any with that feel like completely <laughs> comfortable with reaching out for anything. Yep. I'm I am I am available all the time for it doesn't matter what time what I'm doing. Um, I mean, obviously running around the house here at some point, you know, but I, I but usually what, always have my phone with me. And But this is what our family, when Brandon wanted to start doing all of this and he this really felt God calling do. it, we yeah. sat down as a family with our children and discussed this, that this is, this is all, our whole family is serving. The kids are serving. I'm serving. Brandon's serving. We're all serving and we're all on complete and utter agreement with one another that this is what we want to do you know full time and serve all that god may put in our path so if you've been needing someone whatever brandon's available i'm available we're all available every day if there's questions that we can answer a topic that you've been confused on or misinformed or you know you've been taught wrong but you just don't even know where to make heads and tails of the thing if something's going on and you're just struggling again like i said sometimes you just need somebody that you can vent to that you can be like what do i do with this i just need to say it you know Mm -hmm. i honestly want to recommend um ourselves you know but brandon yeah. specifically you know and to i'm all not gonna you. use some book that i wrote to try to we're gonna talk about the yeah. bible yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna push anything on you well this it's is the thing be, that i've said about brandon many times is i've always thought that brandon would be an ideal counselor because he has this crazy ability 
and he's always had it. I never quite understood it until spiritually he got to where he is because then everything made sense. He has this insane gift where he can look at like any situation and rightfully weigh it out. I don't know how he does it, but he does. And he's right all the stinking time. And it's always made me so mad. But now to see it all come together, he is so good at that. But I always said you'd be an amazing counselor, but nobody would ever, like you could never get a job doing it because you don't tell people the things they want to hear. You don't sugarcoat the stuff. You're brutally honest and real with people to try to help them. You do, you're do. you not gonna play games, you don't do anything. You're upfront and you're real with everything. Brandon has no like BS filter. Like there's no fakeness yeah, that comes it's, out it's of him. Awkward. That is awkward to me. Fakeness, I'm, yeah. Yeah, cause mm-hmm. I'm very, very, we figured it out on one of the lives. Yeah. Uh, it was, what, I'm anti. Oh, I forget what we I called forgot. it. It's not that I'm anti-social. Not anti-social, you're just it's anti-fake. Just I'm, I, I'm just. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. And so that's where for the world, like if he were to try to pursue a career in that, he nobody, nobody would pay him. (laughs) They wouldn't like it. Um, But if you are wanting someone to be for real and honest and open and not preach at you, but look at biblical truth with you he's your guy so yep. we're gonna throw him out there Thank so aphomechurch.com that's how you can track him down in like any of the ways yeah or you can email in and i mean i'm on all the aphomechurch at gmail.com i'm on all the instagrams and the facebook i've been teaching the... him how to use these things guys oh, he's getting pretty good getting he's pretty getting good. there he's figured out how to direct message now. look out yeah so he's <laughs> he's moving on up in the world All right, guys, we hope you have an awesome day. Thank you again for hanging out with us. Go listen to the podcast if you haven't. And then tomorrow, again, we'll be back with another Bible study, another podcast, biblical womanhood study. Is that all we're working on right now? I think that's it. Just those few things. (laughs)